Hey, Click This fans, want to get closer to the show than ever? Join Click This TV. Click This TV offers early commercial-free access to wrestling's hottest podcast, plus live audience tapings of their show every friggin' week, and your chance to participate with Kevin and Sean in the monthly Nash and Friends watch-along show. Head to clickthistv.com now and get inside the show that's just too sweet. The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussions. Kevin is here and not in some subterranean tin can. I, I checked it. Clear. Submerged. There he is. Yeah. The 250. wrote that 250 to what Ocean, the fuck, Ocean right? I, I, I don't get it. I, 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 there were so many times when I had long hair and people would be like, what kind of bike do you ride? I'm like, oh, I don't ride a bike. Like, I don't do anything that's gonna kill you. Yeah, no, I mean that increases the, you know. Yeah, I'm an odds guy. I only, yeah, me I'm too. Looking I, at the odds. When when hey, I got an idea. Let's go down thirteen thousand feet in the ocean, in a in a converted Chevy Lumina van, and. Uh, Get bolted in from the outside so you can't get out. Once you're in it, you're bolted in the thing. And then there's nothing basically on the planet besides this Chevy Lumina fan that you're getting in and getting dropped in the, in the bottom of the ocean that can retrieve you. Yeah, I mean, of the people on board, I know one was like a uh, an expert, I guess like a Titanic expert so i guess for him it was it was research uh i guess he was the uh french diver paul henry nogolet see that thing i feel like that's something like you get your kids to 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 go in the lake or something i i was a huge voyage to the bottom of the sea fan when i was a kid (laughs) i mean that doesn't look like the flying sub to me I'm sorry. That looks like that looks like when when uh, they walk in and 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 Pony Boys in the fucking Iron Lung on right. the outsiders. Yeah, a little outsiders action there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looks like fucking something fucking Pony Boy would be in. Yeah, that's the Ocean Gate. Um, well, as of this recording, I, the uh, I think they have about twelve hours of oxygen left, but there's. Uh. There's been uh God bless them, man. I hope I, I hope there's a, I hope there's a miracle. Yeah. I mean those those five or three four it was four Colombian kids. You know, they they had a miracle crashing, you know, and 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 the jungle and somebody finding them. So yeah. maybe it's, you know. There's noise. They're detecting the Coast Guard has uh clarified that they don't know the source of it, but they are picking up 
uh, banging sounds uh, every 30 minutes and then like four hours later on Wednesday. So they deployed some additional sonar devices. So they're still working actively and hopefully the uh, four people will be... Uh, is it four? Five. Five. Uh, hopefully they'll be extracted safely. My whole thing is, so you go out, you know, you go the the Titanic is like four hundred miles nautical miles from Nova Scotia. Now, anything that can pull that thing up is it's not going to be you know a a Miami Vice ninety foot cigarette with you know right. eight eight twelve uh, hundreds on the back going one hundred twenty five miles a you know it's going to be some jock. Still fucking, you know, going across at twenty-two knots. Yeah. And so you know, right there, you're you're taking, you know, ten hours to get. Yeah. See, I'm claustrophobic as it is. You could not pay me enough money to sit in that fucking thing well, that, for a let, half hour. Let alone take two fifty, take two hundred fifty k out of my account. Right. To go down, and the whole thing is, is just like. I have watched several different documentaries and shows and everything else, and they have shown with with unmanned uh, apparatus the, the the Titanic. They've showed it how it's laying right now, what it looks like, and um, I'm fine with that. I'm good with that. That's my that's my Titanic experience. I can hit pause and take a piss. I mean, it's like. I just I don't get it. Yeah. Two hundred fifty two hundred fifty thousand dollars is a lot of money to. I mean, go buy a supercar. Well, that's, a used I mean, one. it's obviously for people that it, that two fifty isn't even a a dent in any way, and it's to be able to say, as we know, this is to be able to say, I saw the Titanic in person or at, in person through a, a camera, I guess, or the yeah. front is glass, I guess, right. I don't know. Front is glass, it, I thought. Is that really that big of a? Not it'd be, for me. Yeah, it'd be one thing. Not worth if risking it, was, it. You know. All right. So yeah. So it's they could see through that little porthole. Uh, uh, not doing it. Not doing. Not jumping out of a plane. Nope. I'm not. Uh, let me see. I'm not swimming with sharks. I'm not going up in any anybody's SpaceX, any something that that has a chance of exploding. Um, We've been given really clear cut rules by whatever deity you believe. We don't fly. We don't live underwater. We don't move the 120 miles per hour. Basic rules that if we follow, odds are in our favor. That something else will get us. So, like, you know, if you want to be a douchebag and, and, and like, do that stuff, no. When I hear stories about r- ridiculous accidents gone wrong, people doing things they shouldn't do, I don't have much sympathy. Yeah, it's, to me, this it's is, just like, you know what, let's go some, let, let's, let's, you know what, you want to go for a hike? No, I want to go on top of Mount Everest where there's no oxygen. It's, it's like, Freezing cold, like I want. I want to go someplace like that. I don't know. Well, I do feel badly for these people. I want to exclude them from from my 
No, I do too. I, I don't because they were probably sold this whole safe journey, and I don't think they realized the day. I mean, you, you go one under, of them you has come back up right. It's one of them's like us. It's a he's a I think a Brit. And he's yeah, the already explorer. Uh, he Hamish went up Harding. He, yeah, he went up on. He's already went up on one of the spacecrafts. Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, WWEDXECW. Nineteen-year-old is a student. So then, yeah, nineteen's a student in college. Is that the son of uh, the the Pakistani businessman's son? I guess Suleiman Daywood is the nineteen-year-old's name. So I guess he's a. Well, I hope they're all found. I hope they're all brought up. We will we'll have an update tomorrow, I guess, but you will not be on the air with us. No, um, but it's, I, I, I don't think that one was thought out too well. No. no. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Josh Zembauer uh, has uh, reached out to us as feedback from last week's show. He says, I'll say it again. I love it when Kevin sings. Mr. Nash, please know there are thousands of us out here and either uh, in the ether rooting for you in everything, just rooting for you to find some sense of peace. We're here for you. I got to say, Kevin, I went through these comments. There was a ton. Did you notice a ton of just positive, supportive. You know, last uh, week we touched on T's birthday, so I, yeah. I think, then, then, I, then I, 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 I did that, and then went right into Father's Day. So it was just, yeah, you know, that's, you know, went right into Sunday, then into Father's Day. So I just. Mm. But the but so people, I was really floored by how many people reached out to you, uh, in a very supportive way, uh, similar to you know last year, but. But again, they're still here, and and uh, and I, I think a lot of people, though, I, you know, it's it's inevitable. We're all going to have, you know, we're all going to have traumatic loss in our lives, and uh, pull this over here. Um, I just think that if, like, I saw a couple of people that just said that they're going through shit right now, and it's just nice for me to, yeah, yeah, you know, just to. But we're all we're all going to be there sooner or later. But the show just res it resonates. It's beyond 
I mean, we're in a well, space, we have a- like I look uncharted, right? And, you know, we share the space with, with Jim Cornette and Busted Open, Bubba well, Ray. We had a different, we're more of a, I think our show's completely different. I think our, our audience is completely different. Of course. You know, it's just, that's why it, it really doesn't, you know. There's no equivalent to us. You can't be judged or, by that yardstick. Or or the people that listen to us. Correct. You know, our crew, our, our, our you know. Our crew's our crew. MNN, uh, MMN says, cooking dinner, can listen to you guys talk about anything all night. Great job. What did you make, MMN? You didn't go into, you didn't provide pictures, you didn't go into any Sleeping detail. pills and Xanax pie. Apparently that's <laughs> what we were on last week, according yeah. to one dick. John Morgan says, the rabbit hole into the sovereign citizen thing, that is the most entertaining stuff to watch. Late at night, stoned as hell. Much love to you all always watching. We touched on that, the police uh, video. I watched one the other day. This guy is like in Wyoming. And so they pull him over. It comes up and the guy has got his window cracked this far. And... He's got a sheriff and a couple other guys out there. They pulled him over. He's got no tags. He doesn't have a driver's license. And he has he's given the guy's passport. And they keep telling him to get out of the car, get out of the car. And one guy says, comes up and tries to strong arm him and says, if you don't get out of that car, I'm going to break the window and I'm going to pull you out. He said, well, sir, he says, you do that and we'll be having a shootout here on the side of the road. And so every time he states something, this particular uh, one that I was watching goes into the breakdown, and it just says like right, you know, read the, read the screen of because of this, 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 and the and most of these things are are these are all constitutional rights, and it's one of those deals where because. Like you don't, he's he was telling them that he didn't have to have a driver's license, right? Or he didn't have to have a tag because, and he he was stating the reasons, and it it went back to the fact that the police officers are basically uh, contract workers for their municipalities, and their job is to go out and collect revenue. And that's what a driver's license is, and that's and he had a he had a a, a passport, which is a United States uh, ID. So it went on and on and on, and they kept and he kept and finally they got on the phone and were talking to somebody, and I guess they were relaying the shit back and forth, and I, I think the person on the phone said, like this guy this guy knows the, you know. He knows the he knows the bank code to the the Illuminati, so <laughs> and they just next thing you know, man, they're handing him his passport and away he drove. You're kidding? No. But the, like it's it's like the, there was another one. I don't know if, if, if he was uh, he was either uh, in, Indian or Pakistani, but but like, you couldn't you couldn't see him because he was. Um, he was filming it himself, mm-hmm. and the guy's telling him, 
like, you know, he wants him to get out of the car. He goes, well, I have to get out of the car. He says, you were, you were following, uh, I wanted, you're getting a, uh, a, a, a citation because you were following too closely behind that semi. He goes, you know, well, what exactly, you know, is the, is the, is the law? Like how far is, is too closely? Right. You know, and the guy couldn't give it to him. And then he's like, he says, I need you to come out. And, and, uh, so he gets, he comes to the front. He says, I need you to come out and come, come to the front of your car, which you don't have to do because you, you have, you're not being arrested. So if you're stopped for a, a traffic citation, then and you, you, when you're stopped, the first thing you do is say, why am I being withheld? Like, why did you pull me over? And if they say you were speeding, then you say, okay. And at that point, if they ask you for uh, driver's license, proof of insurance, registration, that's all within, that, because he needs those things, you know, for, to, to do his, but when, if he, as soon as he says, get out of the car, no, you don't have to do that because you're not being arrested. It's like, write me the fucking ticket so I can mm-hmm. go on my way. And here's one of the greatest things of these, this little rabbit hole I fell into. They always say that they want to give you a field sobriety test. There is no such thing as a pass-fail in a field sobriety test. All you're doing is helping the police officer build his case against you. You don't have to do that. There's a couple of states that if you, if you refuse to do the field sobriety test, that they will suspend your license. You'll have to go to court to get it unsuspended, but they won't. Can you I be want, arrested for refusal? No. Refusal? No. His, and, and, because the, the whole thing is, like the, 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 uh, the guy that they pulled over, he said, Finally, he got a supervisor there, and then then the guy went off on him. He's like, you yeah, know, this asshole, and you know, he's because he, the officer kept like, getting like like in his face. He kept he said, "Could you back away? Can you get back? You know, get you back off?" He's no, no. Well, all this shit's on the guy's body cam. So he just when the, when the supervisor came, he he got the supervisor's badge uh, badge number and last name, and. He just basically said that I would be subpoenaing the the, uh, the officer's body cam and his dash cam, you know, like. And there was another guy that they took him. He he blew zero zero zero, right? And they he still got a DUI. But how's that possible? Well, I guess you could be under the influence of cannabis. You wouldn't blow. Oh, it. right, 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 right. Under the but influence he didn't do doesn't it, mean But he alcohol. he didn't right. he didn't do a, a field sobriety, and he was he, there was nothing. They just and and this is like something that just goes on, you know. It's it's an it's an ongoing thing. Like they had like eleven cases in this town of people that 
basically, you know, just got their, their, their shit fucked up just because somebody, you know, one of the officers and it was a, uh, it was a revenue situation. Like they, they were basically told to go out and, and arrest people like, you know, like just get as many people in as possible for revenue. So will there soon be, and I'm honestly asking, there has to be something in the works, some kind of test to determine like THC levels or, I mean, short of a blood test. Well, you, but cannabis, can, see, the thing with cannabis is cannabis can be, I mean, depending on your body fat, it could be in your system for 30 days. That's true. It wouldn't prove impairment at the time of no. uh, being pulled over. And that's tricky. So, it can be a tricky one. Yeah. So that's number one. If you're stoned, and they tell you you're speeding, they're, they're bullshitting you. I don't know. I don't know too many people that are stoned that are that are, that are getting, moving like, fast. Yeah. It's <laughs> like I remember one time we, I was coming back from wrestling practice, and I wasn't driving. My my buddy was, and we were we were baked, and. Uh, we get blue lit on, on I-75 going towards Atlanta. We're going north on 75 into Atlanta. And I had to go back to the strip club and get my tip out. And then my car was parked there. So we go back and we get pulled over. And the police officer walks up. And, you know, my buddy Todd puts his window down. He says, uh, do you know how fast you're going? He goes, uh, 70? He goes, try 28. <laughs> been there i was like wow like that a boy clayton meeks uh says coffee's gym hell yeah i trained and competed for john's talk about a character olympic lifting team would go to that world's gym for cardio and girls used to see rick steiner at the world's rick gym. never rick always trained at coffee's that's what he said. Coffee, coffee's gym. No, he said I'd see Rick at fucking Worlds. Rick was always at coffee. Oh, I'd see Rick at Worlds. Okay, right. Yeah, you see Rick. Rick, <clears throat> Rick and Scotty were always at, at, at coffees. the The thing was, you know, John just passed. I mean, within maybe the last four or five months, and uh, he had a, a woman's group in the, in that in that gym. Like Colleen Coffee was in there. They had several. Uh, they beat the Chinese national team with a group of women from the gym in a powerlifting contest. Like locals from the gym? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We, I mean, we had, uh, at that time, Dave, Dave Passanella was one of the first guys to, to squat um, 1,000 pounds. We had uh, Curtis Leslie was in there. We had, we had a bunch of just... World class power lifters. Um, Tony Pearson trained there, who was a, a a pro bodybuilder. A bunch of the boys trained there. What city is that in? It was in Marietta. Okay. And then it closed and got moved someplace. I, I think it, it still moved. It just moved out of that. Uh, I think it was called Franklin Plaza. A little strip uh, place there, mm-hmm. little strip mall. It moved out of there. I'm pretty sure it was called Franklin. I, I trained there for probably 
say four, four or five years. When you were down there in Georgia. Then I got, then I moved over to where I, we used to, it was called La Park. And it was a, it was a condominium unit that um, somehow went belly up and, and turned into rentals. So t- my wife and I had a two bedroom there, but that was like Barry Wyndham and uh, Mike Graham had like the penthouse. Johnny B. Bad, who you know, well, Mark Merrill, but Johnny B. Bad at that time. Robert Fuller lived there. The Armstrongs, uh, Tex, and uh, Mark lived there. Was those wrestling complexes? Yeah, it was like, like yeah, yeah. It was, totally. it was, and that was when uh, that was when Mark was married to Rainey, uh, Bronx, Miss, Miss Mrs. Lesser, yes. Uh, Tizzy Tank. But you could walk. You could walk to Luger and Sting's gym from from our parking lot. Like you said, walk up a little hill and you were right, like right at, at, at Main Event Fitness. So it was like, like you couldn't beat it. How many how many workers own fucking gyms? You had of the more prominent ones. You had a uh, Flair. Oh. Hawk and Animal, right? They had the one up in uh, Minnesota. Flair had had some Gold's gyms. Yeah. Um, let me think. Somebody told me that Hulk was thinking about opening a gym down the Clearwater area. Wouldn't make sense. Yeah. More consistent with the brand than karaoke, one would think. Or maybe both. I don't. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a karaoke guy, but I might have to. I might have to go down there and sing a couple of ballads one day. Well, please let me know when that's happening so I can get video <laughs> for the show. Tizzy Tank five seventy nine. Two things with grilled cheese. One substitute butter or margarine for mayonnaise. Two always put a piece of ham, bologna, even some hash works with an over easy egg. Thank me later. P.S. Side of hash brown. Not a sandwich guy. Not a sandwich. Uh, King Ermeshi. The manufacturing specs for Rolls-Royce are barely better than the standard. You're paying an absolute premium for basically the same thing you would get for a Ford or a Toyota, etc., etc. The specs are so ridiculous as well as well that what inspectors look for are largely unnecessary. Happy birthday, T. Now, this is all German to me. So he's saying that when he says the specs. But Rolls-Royce are handmade where, where mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. else is being built on an assembly. But the, but the manufacturing specs for Rolls-Royce. So this right. means the physical construct, construction of the car? Or are you saying like standards? I've. Let's see. Comparing specifications of a Rolls-Royce and a Ford, we find some differences between the two vehicles. However, it is important to note that the models being compared... Is this chat GPT, for Christ's sake? Okay, so we got we got size query. After, uh, well, I would hope that a fucking a, a pickup truck is larger than a sedan. Um, power, Rolls-Royce V12 is 563. The Hellcat's got 700. Um, engine, Mustang is how many? 401? Four, well, yeah. I think that's just a, 
but that's not a coyote. That's I think that's the the just GT the fastback. It says. Yeah, but that's you know those are you can buy all kind of different engines now for for everything. Price of Rolls Royce goes if you hire that or afford it. Yeah, fucking Rolls Royce. <laughs> Rolls Royce is a four hundred thousand dollar hand built. There's car. the biggest spec right there. Right. The price. I'll tell you. I, I promise you this. The specs night might not might might be the same, but the amount of the the, the the quality of ass sitting in the fucking passenger seat is going to be much higher in in, in a in a, a Rolls Royce Fathom than it will be a Ford Probe. And I promise you. So I, I much promise better. you that. Yeah. Uh, Damon, if you have any game. Damon Scarface uh, says uh, that a 1959 Chateau Lafitte Rothschild Bordeaux, 750 milliliters, TS and MS fills. I don't know what that is. You'll tell me. Providence guaranteed. In stock, regular price, 5250 for Kevin. So I guess they're sending you the listing of the 1959 Chateau. I, oh, that's, that's, that's nice. I'm, I'm, I'm not spending $5,000 on a bottle of wine unless I'm going underneath the fucking to see the Titanic where I can be $250,000 in. You'd, you'd save $245,000 if you went for the Bordeaux instead of the uh, the trip uh, 10,000 leagues under the 20,000 leagues under the sea. So there it is. So there, that's the actual price, 5250 We found the actual listing. Um, you're not curious. What year is that? 1959. Ah, my birth year. This is a sign. It's a 64-year-old bottle of fucking wine. Now, is there any chance when you spend that money, is there any chance that it was not cared for properly? And like that, that the cork dried out. It wasn't laid at the proper angle. What are the odds that you'd get screwed? I think zero. I guess that's the provenance guaranteed part yeah, of it. I, I, I would think I would think zero. Well, it's there. If ever, if if ever you change your no, mind, I'm, I'm just not that guy. It's available. I'll, I'll spend. Seventy-one dollars on a bottle of Camus. I do like the Camus. Yeah, the Cabernet. The Cab. Yeah, it's it's it's. I've never had a bad bottle. You're not gonna, you know. I don't drink to uh, to get a buzz. I drink for the taste. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't care how good it tastes. It's you know, at that price. That price had better come when it fucking hits, hits the back of my tongue. 11 times. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just. Better come when it hits the back of my tongue. Sentences you probably never said before this podcast. Yeah. CM Punk that's, was that's all over the news. That's 50 fucking, that's 50 bottles of Caymans. It's 50 bottles of Caymans, exactly. Yeah. Two, 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 easily two cases, two cases of Caymans. Hey everybody, this is Ian Riccoboni, the voice of Ring of Honor Wrestling. Say with Conrad, they were very appreciative of my time and they really worked with my schedule. Conrad's team uh, met me at the hours that I needed to meet them to walk through the specifics. Uh, the paperwork was clear, the communication was clear to make the decision super easy to work with. 
So we actually went from a 30-year mortgage, we refinanced down to a 15-year mortgage, and now our house is gonna be paid by the time the kids go to college. If you wanna save like I did, and like Nick Aldis did, and so many others uh, in the professional wrestling world, please go to savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, keep will help you land it. It's savewithconrad.com. Um, CM Punk all over the news this week, right? I mean, there's, right. there was, there was I, I actually saw where he like took, like he took this off the microphone. Right. Okay. Go like you out. Did. That, but I and I did it every time I went to the ring at WCW. It, I I always this I hate this fucking thing. On the microphone. You really do, don't you? It, I absolutely hate it. I always take it off. It's not in any form or fashion me trying to make some kind of power move that I don't work for the company. It's just. See, I would have preferred to think it was that. Why did you just do that? I would have preferred to think it was something like that. No, because it's when, when you're, have you ever seen like a lead singer from a band go up there and it's a ticket master on the fucking microphone. See, so you're making a point. It is making a point. But it's it's like you're doing your shit, you know? It's anyone who doesn't know what he's talking about. He's talking about the little the little box, the flag yeah. that goes around the uh So you're standing like this is what you you know, you're like this. So you got your microphone. And 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 they got the gimmick in it like this. Right. And then you're talking, you got this fucking thing. So now you got this is what you got, you got going. And this gets annoying as fuck when you want to fucking, you know, you want to do stand-up. Yeah, he just, that's, that's like fucking, number one, that's like, hey, uh, Phil, you've got 10 minutes. All right, if I got 10 minutes, let me get this fucking thing out of my way. So lest anyone think he was making any kind of statement, he apparently no. did it in WWE as well. And, I did, and I've done it my, my whole life. It so it's a thing. Okay. Either, it may be a, a fucking degree of OCD. Like just something where it just, it's, a, it's obtrusive. It's, 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 hey, I got an idea. I'm going to give you a microphone and put a Rubik's Cube underneath it. Okay. All right. Well, so question answered. It, it, it's not a. It's probably not a. No, political statement. I hate. I hate to, you know. And Phil, if I'm wrong, fucking tell me I'm wrong. But I, I'm quite sure you you just find it as annoying as I did. Right. He um he th this was the promo that everyone was tuning in for, right? This was the this was the reason for the all the bullshit we've been talking about for the last month with. Is he going to be there? Is he not going to be there? And kind of teasing, not showing since the uh, press conference fracas uh, months ago. And uh, a fine promo. Great. Um, I think it did its job. Definitely. I was pretty psyched about their licensing the Elton John Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting as the theme song for collision rather than a lot of the you know the generic company but they use music. a lot they use jungle boy comes down to uh which they all they use a lot of, of just drop music yeah i th 
I feel like entrance music is different than don't you than think the that, show's theme. I think that one of the like, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but punk's music at WWE was huge because everybody else like he was the only guy that had living he, color he, a real song when he came out of the cult of, yeah it was yeah. just like that was huge it's huge when you come out to somebody i remember back in the day when i would get when i was a mark and i'd go to the omni and uh it'd be the road warriors versus the steiners and you'd hear like and you know, then out they'd come, and then you hear, "Welcome to the jungle." Little Axl Rose, and then out, out would come the Steiner Brothers to "Welcome to the Jungle." It's true. I mean, everybody came out to like you know, like their shit. I think me and Scott, like I, I remember Conan putting it over he, the first time we did a house show with Conan. We came out to the Fujis. He was like, "Like, all right, man. Like, good for you guys." Yeah, that that is an element of cool that's gone. For the most part, so yeah. I was excited to see you come back, and and you, you get that right song, that right opening, like you mentioned, Iron Man with, from uh, Sabbath, that opening yeah. chord, tremendous <sighs> match, totally matched their brand. Uh, JYD's uh, <clears throat> another one bites the dust, just the, those opening bars that would ignite the crowd, and yeah, Living Color similarly. But I love that the that the the um the theme song that'll play under the uh, under the if if they're going to continue with that I assume they are why would they have only done it for one week was the uh, Elton John song I thought that was kind of cool. My question to you, Kevin, as, as long as it's not Philadelphia fucking freedom, yeah, I fucking uh, hate empty, that. Song. Empty Garden would be a little bit of a downer. <laughs> singing about the John Lennon uh, loss. As all right, you were you a, a pop, you were a champion, you, you worked in the ring, but your promos, right, NWO promos, were the highlight of the show, that 9 o'clock slot on TNT uh, during the Monday Night Wars. Um, you guys were able to do that every week, the faction. There were enough of you um, come out and do that and keep that interesting. Right. Um. Punk's not going to be able to do the opening 10-minute promo for six months, right? It's going to be, it's be gonna, very gonna, difficult. It's going to run out of gas, and and so we're going to have to mix it up a little. Uh, they're doing the thing with him and Samoa Joe, which I think is very cool because I, I didn't realize it myself that they hadn't been in a ring. I didn't. I didn't. It's like actually you made that Actually, you made that point to me. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'm kind of – and I was excited to see that the crowd was uh, was in tune to that as well. Are are you hanging too much on the CM Punk thing? You got to ride the wave while it's hot, obviously, but you have to be thinking out, right? You got to be projecting out weeks, months, and will the in ring work be able to meet the excitement of the promo? That's the question I ask myself when I watch. Did you watch? Um, did you watch Dynamite on, on last Wednesday? I didn't watch Dynamite. No, I, I caught Collision. Okay, so the the first match was a championship match, and it was Cole mm-hmm. versus our boy. And it was it started out and it felt like a house show match, you know. And I was kind of like, wow, I just. And then it just 
as time went on and time went on, false finishes, and I'll be damned, they, I, I didn't pay attention, wasn't paying attention, but I knew they were putting time in, and then Cole got his shoulders on it, his one, two, and they bring the bell. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Time limit. It was a, a 30-minute time limit, and I was like, fuck yes. Yeah. Like, you got me. Like, that was, and then it was just like, and Cole stood up. Cole stands up and says, "No, he's actually he's like he's he's because he's, he's tired. He's he's kneeling. He's on his his knees. Well, I can't even know how anybody can sit like that. He was like sitting on his knees, like leaning back. Both my knees came out of the skin. But uh, <laughs> just trying to simulate it right there. I saw. Yeah, just nice. ah. But uh, he said, you know, five more minutes. In fact, he just rolled out like fuck you. Like no." And it was just like, that's what you, that's, I mean, that was good TV, I thought. I thought that was, that's the best thing I saw. Um, I knew that that uh, Bronson wasn't going to beat Seth on, on NXT. I knew that wasn't going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, but. But the show, but the collision show, I thought was was very watchable. I um, I was pleasantly surprised. There, two hours is huge. Yes. You know, the two hour the, the two hour commitment. You know, like you do you have Netflix. Yeah, I have Netflix. What do you think? I watch Suits. So you, you're drinking suits. out of a cowbell uh, tonight. I think is this more cowbell? Yeah, it's got it's got the stir thing in there yeah the gimmick in it i've got so much i I was saying earlier i uh because i do trt it's been i was actually three weeks over my blood dump so i had to go get you know they have to drain 500 milliliters of blood because trt the the testosterone replacement therapy will um make your red levels too high your red blood count gets high, okay, and it makes you kind of lethargic. I can feel it, and I have I have a A negative blood anyway, which is like motor oil. So like so when they and I couldn't get in till three o'clock, so and I wanted to get my full panels done. So fuck, I I didn't eat after midnight, and I went till three o'clock this afternoon, and I hadn't had anything, you know, no coffee. I had a couple sips of water, and it was like, fuck, man. I gave that blood, and I sat in my car. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going to go train chest today. You know, go pound chest. I barely scrambled into a Waffle House and and had a, a chicken breast and some and a couple eggs over easy and some hash browns. Just to, I came home, and Tamara just looked at me. She goes, you all right? I'm like, whew. I said that that was I can't go I can't go that that I can't go I can't go eight hours without eating. Well, how long are you supposed to fast? I it was just because your appointment was so late. If you went, if you could go at yeah. eight o'clock in the morning, you would have been all right. Yeah, but then then I would have to wake up. Yeah, that's needs that. I ain't doing that. Though well, we, we do right right now, we've got. Um, so I walked in here today, and yesterday the, the cleaning crew was in the condo. So this place is like spotless. Floors, everything. All the mirrors. 
I mean, there's no dust on the, there's no dust there. I mean, it's just completely, the the windows have been done looking out at the ocean. So it's, but we, I've got my, uh, my fix em guy. Actually, Steve was one of the guys that, that built on the addition of my house, but he can do anything. And he's kind of going through the house and, you know, Little tiny things like where you've moved something and you've knocked a piece of the crown molding and it's got a big dent in it. Mm. Like he's cutting that piece out and matching it. And, you know, like everything that's, that's, there's a blemish in the house, like your pantry door. It doesn't matter how many times you clean your pantry door with uh, different kind of cleansers, just that just the the wear and tear yeah, it's hand traffic yeah you know it's just so all you know those all those doors are taken down and, and sanded and painted and just you know just bit by bit the house is slowly you know coming around so just to listen to my dog every day at 10 o'clock when he shows up bark for fucking an hour non-stop uh, what did Steve think of the uh, CM Punk promo? Just trying to bring it back. What did Steve think about the CM Punk thing? Yeah, I'm just trying to bring it back. I thought we were done with it. No, I wanted. I wanted. I, I have one more thing. He oh, did something just... after the the broadcast. Oh, okay. I, I, and I wasn't aware of this. You 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 brought this up to me. Yeah, it is. It is Pride Month. Yes. So uh, Punk held up a sign. That read, Steve, if you bring up the, the uh, tweet I sent you, support LGBTQ youth. And um, so that was after the broadcast, but it was carried um, on Twitter and other outlets. So Dutch Mantel sends out a provocative tweet. Maybe he knows what he's doing and he's not being a tool. But Dutch's tweet of uh, Punk's sign reads as follows. Is this a wise move involving a political issue on a wrestling show? I guess the issue that Bud Light and Target have had with the LGBTQ topic has not reached AEW. Well, that, that would suggest that, that it's right. So, uh, this shot didn't make the show, but, but the still photo is there. Comments. So he kind of opened it so maybe he just wanted to be engaged in conversation but i just thought the well, reference read, read, to read the read the read the first run the first answer human Dutch. rights shouldn't be political correct i mean that's boom next you just got you you you, you fucking lobbed it out there and you just took a fucking a, a, a fucking a forehand right to the forehead so dutch replies i think I think uh, it's Dutch's reply. Then why is it? Um, so he engages. But point then why being, is it? Then why is it what? Then why is it? It's not. It's not political to me. I think he's asking why it's a human rights issue, right? No. Then why? No, he's it? asking why is it political? Uh, you know, people, people took to Punk's defense and. Dutch kind of argued it um, 
a little too it's, vehemently? On the it's other almost, side, it it's almost the thing counsel. that I put on my Instagram when it, ha it had 10 items. <clears throat> and it said, you know, then, you know, you're woke if, and it had 10 items. And I said, well, I guess I'm woke then. And I got so many, um, number 11 is, number 20, like all these add-ons and all these other <laughs> things to make it, to, to, to make it their agenda, right? you know? And it's just like, if I go through that, those 10 things right there, it's like, I don't know. You know, you embrace science. Oh, yeah, did you embrace that fucking, uh, that, that vaccinate? You know what? You go ahead and vote for fucking Robert Kennedy Jr. then. You jump on the anti-vax thing. Do what you want to do. You know, I've I've had so many people tell me the reason my son had a cardiac arrest is because he was vaccinated. You know, um... Speaking speaking to someone who had, who has had COVID four fucking times, you know, I don't know. Did you see that? Uh, I, I sent you a uh, a DM on Instagram from a military guy who yeah uh, served uh, after nine eleven uh, went into Afghanistan, a twenty two year military veteran. He said, "I fought to defend this country from." Uh, religious ideology being turned against people. He said, you know, I went into a country that uh, didn't let women uh, vote, read, treated them like uh, less than citizens. He said, I I'll be damned if my son's school is going to tell him what he's allowed to read and what he's not allowed to read. This that's was at a public speaking. Yeah, that's my piece, and that's my job. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I read... Uh, in my youth, Catcher of the Rye, To Kill a Mockingbird. Sure. Um, those were just, those were just, and they were, they were, back then they were required reading. Yeah. You know? And I don't remember, like, if, so I'm a boomer, and I don't think that if, when people think about the boomers, they think of, boy, there's the woke crew. <laughs> no. Now, generally you know? the opposite. Uh, right. The, the, yeah, the, because, and I watched DeSantis the other day do a, do a promo. He was in another state. He might have been in Utah. If if it was fucking Pee Wee's Funhouse and the word was woke, I mean, it's just, you couldn't have said it more times. Right. Like fucking conky, conky, nah. It's Anybody ever watched that fucking show at, like now, like Pee Wee's Funhouse? Watch that motherfucker baked. Oh yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, but that the the term has become the new, a, a, a general application for what used to be liberal. It's, it's there's no it's, sting yes, in accusing no. someone of being a liberal anymore. So the no. sting is to use that word woke now, that like a, like a weapon. Because, and my whole thing is. They had, they, there was a thing the other day, they had all these different um, situations where, like, it's like the the, the woman that uh, transitioned that, that, like, went to, I think, the University of Pennsylvania, became a swimmer, and she set some kind of a record. And 
You know, it's really simple. It's it's like the like you know when they when people go into the bathroom situation. You know, it's like number one, either have a unisex bathroom, right. that, that, you know, and then have a trans uh, division in sports. You know, just have a trans division. I don't think that's ever going to happen, though. I don't know. Would you Would you have enough participation? Well, well in individual sports, maybe, right? Yeah. In, in its own category. I mean... But look, I, I do think that, that the swinging pendulum that touches left and right, I think it goes too far. I, what they're calling woke, which is just this basket that they throw into now, do see some stuff that I find annoying sometimes, and I, I think that the term equality or or diversity has been bastardized a little. I think most people um, can get a keen sense of what's a diverse situation and what isn't. Right. But to a lot of people, diverse means my people, not yours, which it's not really diversity. Representation, I guess, would be a better term. I believe in representation and some and uh, as close to to uh, a balance as you can get. But I think I think we go a little crazy. I, th- I think it's uh, well, I it's do like, feel a pressure. I was watching the thing and they were talking about. Uh, the You know, to, to me, like. I've gotten to the point in my life right now when someone says to me, what do you think about. Governor DeSantis, because I live in Florida. Mm-hmm. And I say I couldn't vote for him with a clear conscience because we're so far apart on a woman, on just woman right issues, uh, that alone. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just, and, and there's no reason for me to go into anything else because when you have people that their talking point is, well, I heard in California they were going to let people go term, then fucking then do the abortion. And the person said, "No, that's murder. You don't get to. You can't have the Correct. child and then kill it." <laughs> it's like, and when you look, and I think that the youngest uh, embryo to uh, ever successfully make it is like twenty-seven, twenty-eight months. Steve, help me out. Like the, the the youngest, uh, you know, to go to to go to uh, to be delivered to, to be about, to, yeah. To, yeah to, that it was it was born of, of some you know some uh, and I, I think it's like twenty seven weeks, and that's it. And that was like that's one. Mm-hmm. So at, at at that point, it's just like, and they're saying, no, it's just, you know, it's I'm sorry, man, but. Life does not start at conception. Well, I mean that's the that's the belief in a very large contingent of of that. Yeah. And I don't. Th- I again. And, 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 and at, the, at the same time, they will say, you know, that's, and they, they'll 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 use the term God. And I sit on a daily basis, and see just the atrocities that happen on a daily basis. And I'm like, so 
if God is is against uh, abortion at at any time, then shouldn't that be taken care of? Like, do do we have to like have a civil war over it? All right, if you're putting your you're putting your faith in a higher power to yeah, you, I mean, to you, handle you, that exactly. Like, you can't. You know, it's just like one of the things in the Constitution is a separation of state and and church. Yeah. I'm behind a car from South Carolina today, and it says South Carolina and God we trust, and it's on its tag. And I'm like, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't South Carolina the last uh, state to drop their Confederate. Uh, part of their flag could have been I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it was so I pass a couple of them when I drive oh you 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 North I Carolina. pass I pass confederate flags all the time wow. and to me it's just like just can't be on state buildings I think was the uh, ruling right that was the thing private citizens can still fly it I think it's not like Germany where you where it's a it's a crime to uh to fly the swastika in any in any way, yeah, but we, we we've been able to bring those back. At, I think at the last Disney rally, we had some uh, swastikas show up. Yes, I think they're always uh, nice. I, I think about eleven people. Uh, where's let's see, Mississippi. Mississippi, Mississippi was, was the, last. the last one. All right, two thousand three was the year on that. Kev, I wanted to ask you something. I was I'm working with uh, Xpoc on his book, and uh, he recounted a story about a, uh, a head-on collision, a near head-on collision in the snow, uh, leaving Newark, heading to a show in Liberty, New York, which TV. is up like in the Catskills. He said it was a TV taping in a high school gym where like the fucking hoops were visible. In the corner. Not only that, it, it was it was so it was three hours of raw back when we only did an hour, and in the middle of this high school gym, the clock. It's a, it's a fucking giant clock. The big round analog clock. In I the mean, gym, giant, right? probably five feet, and it's it's and, and, you know it's got the wrong fucking. It's just like oh Jesus, like you would think. These were tough times for WWE. Yeah, you would think that they would, uh, yeah, that they would have, you know, maybe put a black tarp over it. They said raw, no, nothing, just fuck it. And it aired. I got to find this show. Oh, it aired. It's got to be out. It's got to be out there on the networkers. But the thing about it that kid was talking about was, you guys are all sitting around in the uh, the Holiday Inn in in Newark, and um. Like the snow starting to pile we had, up. We had a, we had a Lumina uh, van. You you rented it, right? That yeah. was your your rental. Yeah. A Lumina van, and everyone's like, "Oh fuck, who's gonna drive?" Who's gonna... And kids' logic that got him the keys was, "I'm from Minnesota," so you threw him the keys, thinking that he could navigate snow better than everybody else. Yeah. You can take it from here. Oh, so I mean. And, and we're not talking just snow either, man. We're talking that northeast snow where, like, each flake is the size of your fist. Like you, you can feel them. Like, like it's like it's like snowing jellyfish. 
It's, it's, it's fuck. And, you know, we've been on the road. It's, you know, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm sure we're probably in the 30s of, of days on the road. And we're going up to Liberty. Okay, this is before GPS and all that shit. Right. So we're sitting there with the fucking Avis map. And the ran and I, I had a fucking uh, USA Today map that had all the sporting like the like every arena and every you know but the, of course Liberty High School wasn't on it so no. we're just we're 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 just trying to get to Liberty so we can hey buddy somebody hey where's the high school right Spectrum Boston Garden yeah Madison Square Garden no Liberty High no school. Liberty so. And this is a new one, you know. This is a new one on the list. We haven't, you know. It's so. This is this is after, like, this is when the the sandwiches are. We're, we're in full sandwich mode now. Oh yeah. So we're running. So we're running some. Yeah, we're running some shit towns. So we're driving, and we we come up to a crest. And I'm I'm the I'm the navigator, the, the the co-pilot. And as soon as we get to the top, I can, it's the wind's blowing, and I can see that this entire ridge that we're going over is black ice. <laughs> so before I can say, "Kiddo, that's black ice," we're in a fucking spin. I mean, spinning. We hop the medium. And now we're going into oncoming traffic. Right. And there is uh, there's a a car coming right at us. And I reach over and I kind of pull the wheel a little bit. And it the car the the car's coming at us. And then we kind of swerved a little bit. And if you remember those luminas, they had that that front end that looked like a cow catcher. And this car catches it and just goes like a Joey Chitwood on a ramp. It takes off, and I, and I'm and I rem, I remember turning and making eye contact with Sean Michaels. Like as I'm turning, I make eye contact with Sean as we both watch this car land on its its hood and the top of its car, and it's spinning as it's going down the opposite side of this hill. Sean said it was like the scene from Top Gun where the the one yes. goes upside down and looks down into Tom Cruise's. You see the driver from the other car, and then at that point, right now we're you. now the next thing we've got to do is we got a we got a semi coming at us, right? So I just jerk the wheel, we go up over and hit a tree, probably, I don't know, probably three and a half feet, four four feet across tree, right 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 dead center of this this van, and um, and I don't remember any any uh, airbags going off or anything either. Huh. But I jam my. We all, of course, all had our seatbelts on, and um, I remember that um, we got out, and I mean, of course, the thing was not wasn't drivable. But back back in the day, um, I had a, a diners club card, and if you had a diners club card and you rented a vehicle, a rental car, on a diners club card, you automatically had a loss damage waiver. So, I would rent every vehicle, and the guys would give me they uh, take uh, advances every night. And at the end of the at the end of the loop, they just pay me cash for whatever the car was going to be, which was great because I'd get the cash, 
and then go home and write the 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 van off right you know so i was but doesn't when you guys get out it doesn't bam bam roll up eventually bam bam rolls up and he stops and bam bam, bam had a a, a bronco and he, t- he we all somehow got in that bronco and bam bam took us to i don't know if we I'm sure the cops, the, yeah, the cops had to come. He said and all the that. cops came, wrote the whole thing, but the car wasn't drivable, so you guys just yeah, got in with Bam Bam. Like the other the, drivers trying to use his phone, and Bam was like, "I'm like, look, let you use your phone. I got to pay my minutes." That's back when, yeah, he, Bam Bam had a brick, <laughs> and uh, the guy said, "Hey, can I use my phone?" Fuck no, you can't use my phone. <laughs> and uh, they, they, I think it was an Avis uh, vehicle that we smashed. And they brought a flatbed and came got it. Now you would think, like me and uh, Triple H smashed one going uh, from Montreal to Boston. We we smashed a car, and um, they came and brought it. They flatbedded us a, a Lumina the next day. We we made it to this this hotel. Paul was sick as fuck, and. Um, like they brought us a, a, a replacement rental car right there, but they they didn't do that at that point. I guess they figured, you know, in that in that weather, fuck us. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But but Bammer, uh, but I think that was after Bam Bam almost got me and Scott killed, so we called it even. It's at the liquor store or the <laughs> gas the, station, yeah, whatever it was. Sacramento. So, yeah, that was a great one. Um. Stiff one of the week. Welcome to the uh, Stiff one of the week. This week brought to us by Manscaped. They can help with your stiff one. You know, um, if you haven't heard already, optically, if it's smooth sack summer. In case you haven't heard, okay. When you're playing in the summer sun, make sure you are escaped from pubes to bum. That's right. This is the summer to keep your balls cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. They're the leaders in the be. Below the waist grooming, making sure we all have a ball this summer um, by giving our pants partners everything they need to stay fresh. All right, dive in head first. 20% off and free shipping with the code CLICK. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to prepare that summer bod. Ultimate grooming bundle for you. That lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, man, that is cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology. All right, the lawnmower 4.0 has 7,000 RPM motor. All right, the new multifunction on-off switch can engage travel lock. You told me, Kevin, that the travel lock is very important. Yes. Throwing in your bag and doing the road. Um, did I mention it's waterproof? Okay, it's waterproof. Beach, lake, shower, this razor will devour even the strongest pubes. Don't forget all the other items in the line. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant I'm a fan of. I love the boxers. I have Manscaped boxers uh, that are boxer briefs, actually, that are great. And uh, they give you the travel bag, too. All right, here's what you're going to do. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code CLICK, K-L-I-Q, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code CLICK at manscaped.com. It's smooth sack summer. Boys, get on board or get left behind. Thank you, Manscaped, for jumping in and taking this week's stiff one of the week. So what did you call what did you call their 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 promotion? Some smooth, kind of smooth sack summer. 
Are, are they going to get Bananarama to sing that? It's a smooth <laughs> sack summer. It's a love. smooth sack summer. Leaving me here on my own. Very good. They were hot. Big pop. Big pop for the Nash song. Who was that? Whoever early on requested more, you just got it in the form of the, uh, the ball shaving going on. This, uh, Jen, hello, Jen, says, OMG, Smooth Sack Summer. She's enjoying, not the song she remembered from her youth, no doubt. Um, okay, I love particularly, I loved some of those blown um, promos that we were showing with Mean Gene. And so this is Gene. I love the, the Kamala is one of my favorites. Kamala was great. <laughs> Gene Slate. For people who don't know, Gene would have to stand there. What was it, Kev? Three, four hours? Oh, God. Five bitch. hours? And you guys stepped in and out. Gene had to fucking stand there for every single one. Different cities, different matches. Try to look engaged for everyone. Yeah, those market specifics were just, oh, my God. Yeah, the market-specific promos, right. So I don't know how he held it together. So there were plenty of times he didn't, and so we get our hands on That's why so he went through three livers... Five kidneys. <laughs> 14 packs of cigarettes <laughs> a day. A few scotches. Yeah, God. So this what is... a great fucker. I, I particularly loved when he would try to keep it together, and he'd do <clears> that <throat> whole, like, rubbing his lip thing, but you knew he was laughing. This one, he loses to the point where he's got to leave. And Sergeant Slaughter just takes the mic because he knows what's going on and leans into the camera, and Gene runs away. So this is Sergeant Slaughter and Gene, circa, I don't know, 1984, 1985. With a very Anybody's going to come out here and put down Thanksgiving or America, and especially you're not going to come out here and spit on the country where thousands... The soil. The thousands of Gee. military people that lay in them, in the, in the soil. Not only military, but my own mother lays in the soil of America. And you're spitting on her grave when you do that. So you remember this, Iron Cheek. When that match starts, all the people are going to hear the national anthem. And they're going to be standing loud, and they're going to be standing proud and tall. And they're going to hear, they're going to hear so what it's like to be an American. He's just handed slaughter the mic and left. Cheek, and I'm coming for business. And they're going to hear the Marine hymn, and that's when they're going to see me. And that's when you're going to see me, Iron Cheek. I'm going to come after you like I've never done before. And then, when it's all over, after they play the national anthem, after they play the Marine hymn, then we're going to play your song, Iron Cheek, on your way out of Fresno's Convention Center. And you know that song? It's called Taps. Taps. We're going to play your song, Iron Cheek. Taps. As you were. Straighten up your act, boy. You're going to have to go down and do some push-ups. Do you I, hear me? I thank you very much. Sergeant Slaughter, a week from tomorrow night here in Fresno. Sarge kept it together for the most part, except for the yeah. very end. <laughs> well, it's easier if you're fucking talking, you know. It's the guy that's got to <laughs> stand up. Uh, I wish Gene was around more. I would love to have done something with Gene. Never Ugh. got to do anything with Gene. Loved it. Big regrets. I got, I, I got to travel with him quite a quite a bit. I was. You told me. I think you told me a story on one of the kayfabe shows about like um, you guys were stuck for like three hours on a delayed flight, and you sat oh, we... and, 
had a few scotches with Gene in the morning, and I was I was see I can't I can't drink uh, scotch in the morning, so I was drinking I was drinking vodka tonics. Oh, Gene was practically chocolate milk. Yeah, Gene was drinking tonics. Got it. I used to always think that you know. Tonic had like no calories. Tonic's got like like thirteen grams of carbohydrates and six ounces or something. Tonic water was yeah. there sugar in it? it? Has to be right. I just thought it was quinine and and like seltzer. No, it's it's got. Jericho and I were coming back from Portland one night, and I was getting ready for the Magic Mike thing, and he went. We were sitting together, and uh, yeah. 114 fucking calories. So a, a glass a, a glass of fucking wine has way less than that. Hmm. Seven grams of sugars. Yeah. So, it's, so that's it's added sugar is exactly what it is. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, go ahead. I wonder Jericho. if they have di- I wonder if they have diet tonic. I've never seen it, but maybe it exists. Ah, I don't know. However, there are diet versions of tonic See? water. There are. All of you out there have been... Schweppes Diet Tonics. If you guys are still want to get your vodka tonic on during the summer, you can get your diet and keep your carbs, keep your keto, keep your keto and, uh, and, and check. But, um, so... Jer- Jericho? Jericho says to me, he goes, I said, I, I, I'm, not, I'm doing no carbs. He goes, just drink vodka and water. I'm like... Oh God, man! If I could want it, it tastes. He says, "No, if we put lime in it, we'll be fine." So then he said, he, that "We got a, like a just a we, we put we had a we got a, a diet um, sprite. I think we actually got a a, a fresca. Mm. And I we, love fresca. So we did like a like a, a splash of fresca water, and so we you know we get it, we take off and. Hulk's in the in the in the front. He's in uh, like the second row aisle, and Chris and I are probably maybe like third, fourth. We're like probably two rows back from from Hogan, and I'm I'm in the aisle, and Chris is in the window, and so we 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 start we go up front. This is back, you know, when you could still you know get up and fucking walk around and shit, and so we're basically we're we're we've talk the uh, flight attendants and to go ahead and, and letting us just kind of sit up there and fucking, you know, just get, just start, we start pounding and uh, we're going through their vodka like it's nobody's business and everybody's got a buzz and we just kept, and finally they cut, they cut us off and told us we were being too loud and people were complaining and, you know, and you get Hulk laughing. Hulk's a loud fucker, man. You know, so we we, we they sat. We they got us all, you know, in our seats, and then, boy, we we landed in in Atlanta, and Chris was hammered. Everybody was hammered, but Chris was Chris was 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 really hammered, and it was just. But that's I that I'm just bringing it up because Chris taught me the. Uh, the vodka water. <laughs> the, the vodka water. But Steve would Steve would would drink. Uh, Austin would always drink vodka water. 
Mm-hmm. He was a vodka water guy. The, um, I, you know, thank God for the legitimization of THC versus Ugh. alcohol. People ap- act like generally abject assholes after a couple of drinks. And, um, but you know what? If everybody would just put a little, a little teaspoon of the gimmick in there. In their uh, diet sprite or pop a gummy, vape or whatever. Such a better vibe. Bunch of wrestlers on a plane with a tape with a, a, a teaspoon of uh, of nano infused THC versus a copious amount of vodka or beer. Who would you rather be with? I'd much rather be with. I've always said that that was. If we could have had. To, you know, but then again, you know, when we were all going up and down the road and, you know, eating hands handful of pills and, and drinking booze, we'd always say, man, if it give us our give us our smoke back, we wouldn't do any of this shit. And then that, that all those restrictions on the smoke kind of went away, especially during the NWO days. We, we weren't drug tested. And uh, we just added that to the arsenal. <laughs> Kid used to travel with a mason jar full of buds. I mean, we used to call him the king of pot. That was that was the thing. You used to, if you tapped out, you had to call him king of pot. I know he used to do that with the with the Mexican guys. They would sit in the. Circle oh yeah, he was kid was the king of pot. If they couldn't, they couldn't. Yeah. They could tap out by telling him he was the king of pot. All right, Florida man or Jersey guy? I saw somebody post today that this was their favorite segment of the entire show on Twitter. Um, I was kind of hoping it was the engaging conversation. Whoever you were, I don't remember your name. No, but, we were uh, we're too we're too pilled up on on sleeping pills. Oh, and benzos. we're zonked, out of our minds. We're zonked. Well, listen, I'm not going to say that I'm not occasionally tired here. I don't think I play it off, but you know, I'm up at five fifteen every every morning for for Christ's sake. And I am too watching Suits. Yeah, he's still he's still up from the night before <laughs> on his 14th episode of Suits in that 24 hour period, with a new lustful appreciation for Meghan Markle. I do have a new lustful appreciation for her, <coughs> respectfully. Um, okay, two headlines, uh, two actual headlines. One uh, Florida man-centric, one Jersey guy-centric. Kevin, a stellar record at identifying who's the offender um, in each story. Let's see if he can, uh, if he can defend that. Uh, the first one, man arrested in stolen Lamborghini with three juveniles pleads guilty to weapons charge. A lot going on there to unpack man arrested in stolen Lamborghini with three juveniles pleads guilty to weapons charge and man uses stapler in an attempt to rob a Publix. The second one's Florida man. I don't think you guys have Publix. That is correct. That is correct. (laughs) Once again, I was, I was a little disappointed that bad news Brown, uh, committed, uh, the, uh, the offense in Publix. Do we not have any Publix, even South think, Jersey? I don't think so. I know there's none by me, but uh, I didn't know how far down that extended. But but uh, yeah, I mean that would be a good. Uh, I was going. Topic. I was going Florida man because I'm thinking like, God, who would have a Lambo up in up in Jersey with that weather and those roads? Those roads are on your way to Liberty, New York, for Christ's sake. Jesus. But uh, correct again. I want to drill into that the the three juveniles. I don't know if there was anything lurid about that, or it was just uh, simply. Uh... Well, I mean, you're going to get 
you're going to get pulled because you got three, you, you got a two seater and you got fucking four people, four people in it, in it and, and a gun. Yeah. Probably not that. Don't you wish that they could just like give people a sentence just on stupidity? Like the judge be, can kind of add six yeah, months you, for you, being yeah, you an get idiot. Six, six months for being an idiot. <laughs> I think Hunter Biden would have gotten the additional. He would have had to do those six months, I think. I just want to talk to his fucking, his tax attorney. I want to know, I want to know how he's paying 200, 200K. No, he's not paying 200K. That's why One. he's, yeah, he's not, he's, he didn't pay, he didn't pay anything. He, he made $3 million over the course of two years and did not pay $100,000 a year on the 1.5. That's, I mean, so he was he he's in he's in the seven percent tax bracket. It's a good deal. Jesus, yeah. That's what my my wife saw that she was so fucking pissed because she writes the quarterlies. She's like, "What the fuck? What?" <laughs> I'm like, and it's not like we're idiots. It's not like we're not an S corp and have his. You know, I mean, we do the best we can, but. You get a you you get a check in your name. You're you're paying. You're yeah. paying taxes. Not everything goes to the corp. And this is uh, this plea agreement was overseen by a Trump appointed judge, which doesn't necessarily mean um, that they'd be vindictive. But well, but it's I, just funny to see the leniency, and I then was, on top of it, a conservative judge. I was surprised how quickly, uh, in, the, in the Trump case, how quickly she set trial date. Oh yes, I, um, Judge Eileen. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's that's, that's pretty me. that's pretty quick. Been up since twenty for twenty fucking hours. The name's escaping me. Um, yeah. So those those were two recent developments in the the legal wranglings in Washington. Um. Something that cropped up this week that led me to uh, oh looking for okay so the fur the public the furthest north Publix is is that Delaware I can't fucking see that what is that Yeah, they actually found some uh, top secret uh, documents that Biden had left at that one in Delaware in Delaware at the Joe <laughs> yeah. Biden rest area. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see the state. It could be, it could be Maryland. I think it's Maryland, right? We're in Maryland. There, I see Washington. Okay, so furthest furthest north is is Maryland. All right, so you are correct. I guess we don't have any in in Jersey. Yeah. Um, the Sting, Chris Jericho program, intrigued me. Then I talked to you a little bit about it, and I realized I should have known better. Maybe, um, the significance of the Sting and the promised Sting and Jericho program is that they've never been in a ring together. Right. And I, I would say, well, that's that, how is that possible? That's not possible. This is, this is an oversight. I read and I kept consistently seeing that it was true that they'd never shared a ring together. Now I didn't think their generational gap was as big as I guess it is actually right. Jericho is probably my age around 50, maybe 52, 51, something like that. I know Steve's my age. Okay, so then Sting's 63 or 64. 
So yeah, I guess almost ten years would. I mean, you, I, I look at the, the amount of times that I've been in the ring with Chris. I know we had that hair match. I don't know of how many times we worked besides that. Yeah, I think we had. I think we maybe had a, a few, but I know Scott wrestled Chris and uh, on Nitro. But even, I mean, you were in WWE together, right? And then, well, we were, yeah. Well, yeah. WCW first, and then WWE, right? Yeah, right. My my first day at WCW. With when when our first TV that that we went to, um, that was like an actual taped television, like a we were at Dalton, Georgia, and the the, the three guys that get we were told to be there at noon or eleven thirty or some shit. Mm-hmm. I know it was Scott and I showed up, and Chris Jericho showed up, and we sat around like two like three fucking boobs for two hours. Waiting for, I think Barry Wyndham showed up next and he was office. Like, we're like, oh, so this is <laughs> show up whenever the fuck you want to, huh? <laughs> Didn't take us long to take advantage of that, uh, oh, yeah. that mistake. Once the pirates realized that. So Jericho uh, faced you twice in 2003, both times on Raw. First match May 12th, second match uh, July 28th. Um, then the, there's a six man tag at Backlash and then a hair did, versus hair match on Did it. we do the, did we do, was, was he in the, that elimination chamber match with me? Would that have been Backlash? No. I don't know. Is it say Phoenix? I don't have a city here. I can find out. But so, right. okay. But so you was in it. So you're still, all right, so you're Sting's age, you're Sting's your age, and you've still been in the ring a bunch of times with Chris. But the question became... Sting never was in New York, though. Right. When were they together right. in the company? Became the challenge there. Uh, let's see. The, six man, the tag was uh, Triple H versus Goldberg. Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton, Kevin Nash. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if the, that was the Elimination Chamber. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so that would have been the question when Sting and Chris were together somewhere. Never, never WWE. And then I'd have to have to see exactly when it was for WCW. So it got me thinking. How many people that were popular at the same time, even if there's some some year difference, have you never been in the ring with? So I went through the list of like the top, whatever, 100 workers or 50 workers of the 90s. And I was going through and I felt that there were a significant number that I don't remember you working. You might have on spot shows. I wouldn't know that. Um I mean, the random raw here and there, if it was a squash or a quick match or a tag, I wouldn't remember. So I'm going to throw a few out. I want to see if you remember, and you guys can be ready on the thing there to find out uh, if Kevin actually worked them. Um, Ultimo Dragon. No, I don't think so. Okay. 
We'll see if we can confirm that. Um, Abdullah? No. Okay. Um, Kamala. I was at ringside when Sean wrestled him as Diesel. Okay. And interfered. Gotcha. But never in the ring. Not not a, not a singles match, but I, I went down. Haku. Yeah. Oh, was yeah. Meng probably right when he was Meng, and that was right. that was that six man that went south in Shreveport that with the nasty boys. <clears throat> gotcha. Um, Mike Rotunda. Yes. Actually, my first house show match was with Mike. And a tag. As IRS? As, no. Okay, oh, no, no, WCW. 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 Right. Demolition. Oh. Not on the bus. We know not, you were on the not bus Bill. with him. Not, not Bill. I, might, I, don't, I don't think I've been in a, in a ring with Barry. Maybe, maybe as Repo? No. No. Wow. I okay. think that, you know, I think the only time we were together is he was the golf he, the golf guy. Oh God. What about that? Um, Rick Martell. I worked him in the Indies. Okay. But never on TV. No. Maybe Rumble? Neidhart? Yes. Too Cold Scorpio. I think early. As like Flash when he was Flash Funk? Yeah. I think I think yeah, we had we had some like one or two shots. They ran some B loops. It wasn't T V but it was house shows. Okay. Valentine? God, we're been. I had to have, but then again, I think I was like a like a Royal Rumble type thing. Oh, right. How about Steve Williams, Doctor Death? No. Interesting. Let's see who else? And Dreamer, Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, I think Tommy and I worked at TNA. Oh, I forget that. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. How about Kerry Von Eric? No. But I did split a Placido with him in the uh, Jetport <laughs> elevator. I bet you did. One of my favorite stories from the Todd is God book coming out on July 25th. Um, Todd is working in indie. She's asked to bring his guys to an indie show in South Jersey. And he, uh, he's got a book, uh, Kevin Sullivan inexplicably leaves the, it's a convention in the day and then a card at night. Sullivan says the police are after him and he has to leave. So he leaves. So Todd goes to find a where, where they at, uh, in South in, in Philly. I yeah. Think. Cause they're being, that's where Sullivan and I got in that fight. In front of Geno's, and they were trying to serve us. 
You remember this? Yes, they should have fucking called you to find out why he had a he had a. No, oh, that's that's we he kicked that fucking kid in the face those cowboy boots. Oh my! God. We beat the we beat the fuck out of him. I I punched one or two guys. Sullivan was like a Tasmanian devil. <clears throat> Did you get your cheesesteaks at least? No, man. The fucking cops were. We had to fucking roll. We we're in a. And a, and a limo smoking weed. It was like, it's, I think we need to roll. I had blood on me. He had blood on him. It was like, and it wasn't ours. It was like, let's, let's fucking roll. Unbelievable. So, so anyway, he's got to replace him. So he goes to Kerry Von Eric, who's at the convention. He says, listen, we're going to do something cool. It's supposed to be Sullivan, but we want you to put on a hood. Come to the ring, start working the match, and we'll have Nancy pull the hood off and... I mean, crowd will pop. They're not going to be expecting Kerry Von Eric. They don't know who it's going to be, but it'll be you, blah, blah, blah. So after trying to explain to him about 10 times backstage, like why he's got to wear the hood, he's like, you're a surprise. It's, no one's going to know it's you. It's a surprise. He's like, okay, okay. He puts on the hood. He goes out to the ring, Kevin, in his jacket that says Kerry on the back. I would just, I mean, just visi- visibly, he's a little bit larger than Kevin. Well, no, they knew it wasn't Kevin, but they weren't saying who it was. It was oh, going to be okay. a surprise. And uh, they said, but we don't want anyone to know who it is. So he wore his, his jacket with Kerry emblazoned on the Just back. those boots would have gave him away. The fringe? Yeah. Um, honky Tonk? Do you ever work hockey? Uh, not that I can recall. Okay. Tito Santana? Yes. Terry Funk. Um, yes, I beat him for the commissionership in Cincinnati. Oh wow! Finish was I power bombed him through two uh, steel chairs. Nikita Koloff, yes. Okay. Malenko. No. Uh, Okay, almost done. These are the ones I think that I couldn't remember Kevin working. Snooker. No. Okay. Rob Van Dam? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We wrestled each other and then wrestled as tag team partners. Ricky Steamboat. Uh, yes. They were, um, he was with Shane Douglas. They were WCW tag champs for a little while. Me and Big Sky wrestled those guys and making TV. Was Andre already done? Done. When you got in? Okay. Yeah. And actually dead probably shortly after. No, I, he was still alive because I saw, I saw him at a Turner thing. All right. So those were the notable names that, that I thought of that, uh, that I never remembered uh, seeing you work or hearing you work in the vein of the uh, Jericho uh, 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 Sting story. Do, do you, you know the real hand that I didn't name? Uh, no, I... you, got, you have to realize, though, that so Jericho got that, like, that mid-card push with uh, Ralphus, that whole time, Sting was up in the fucking rafters re- wrestling nobody. 
Right. You know, he was Doing just the, involved. The he was thing. just involved with with Hulk, mm-hmm. and then he came became Wolfpack with us, and then we kind of wrestled. To, yeah, he it just. But it's just so hard to accept. There was never like a six man or eight man tag or one of those bullshit pay per view things where there's ten guys in the ring and it just literally never happened, Mm-mm. which was shocking. Because well, Chris Chris left. With Dean and Perry and Eddie and that group, they all left after the Cincinnati pay-per-view. And then Chris did the, that's when he did the, y, the Y2K gimmick. Mm-hmm. He did that whole thing. It just, it's just surprising. With, with as much TV as you guys were producing, all those hours every week, that, that there could have been anybody in a company that, that, never, uh, yeah. that never touched Shocking. You know what's not shocking? Is if you drop for this high spot of the show, I would just like to tell you, if you drop just a single teaspoon of your nano-infused Delta 9 TH sipping syrup, our guy Mickey Ray Sinatra promises you that the Get Blitzed Lit Aid will change your life without question. Uh, Kevin and some of my buddies have tried that Delta 9 sipping syrup and this is some super potent stuff. Okay, it's like THC on steroids. It's a syrup. You mix it into a beverage. This is just maybe a tea or perhaps um, like a white soda. And uh, with as little as a teaspoon, it's a fast onset, 5 to 15 minutes. Nano-infused means it goes right into your bloodstream, okay? Bypassing uh, the breakdown in the liver. So it works like alcohol. Um, this is not gas station Delta 8 bullshit, boys. This is the real deal. THC Delta 9, the TH set. THC you get from the marijuana. If you're in Maryland, you can stop by. You can visit a state-lit smoke shop. But for the rest of us, it is legal to be shipped right from the Get Blitzed website to all 50 states without a medical card as long as you're over 21. And right now you're going to save 15% by entering the code click KLIQ at checkout. So go to Get hyphen blitzed.com that's get dash blitzed.com and um uh, try the delta 9 thc sipping syrup people are talking about it it's changing the game guys get blitzed okay go to get dash blitzed.com don't forget the promo code k-l-i-q to save your 15 percent. and we thank get blitzed for coming on board kevin your break no i just they, they, are we we still on yeah yeah no, I just wanted to say that you know, somebody said that, that, that I was irresponsible because I, I did a, a tablespoon. And I said that I, I, I did a tablespoon. <clears throat> so, um, and a teaspoon is about 14 milligrams of THC. That's about what the, the, so. But I also stated last week that, like anything, before, you know, before you, if you're going to indulge in anything in, in life uh, that's going to alter you, do it at home. You know, be smart. The thing is, you know, it's it's not like a see to me like one of the things about gummies. You do a thirty milligram gummy, and you wait a half hour, and you're like, well, is this thing ever going to kick mm-hmm. in? You do another one, and then you're you know you're baked Alaska. No. Yeah. Where this is about a fifteen minute, you kind of know where you're at. You you can gauge it. Right. Um, but my answer to this guy that I, I typed back was, if I was to say that when I get out on the interstate 
that uh, I set my cruise at 78, I wouldn't expect somebody that's never driven before to get in a car, go out on the interstate, and set the cruise on 78. You know? It's like, it's just, that's common sense. So if I have to, if you're that much of an idiot where you're just going to, you know, if I tell you to drink, like, I, I, I think Joey Diaz was, he, he ate a 300 milligram cookie on Rogan. I mean, if I ate a 300 milligram cookie, I would die. Some of his, uh, his podcast, not Rogan's, but, but Joey's podcast, he had some people get so fucked up and he, and he puts them out there on, they have to like leave. One, one girl had to lay down for a while and there was one unreleased one that he finally put out with. Uh, Paulie Shore, who is so battered, he, Joey used to put out what he called "Stars of Death." They were they were inedible. I don't know what percentage though. He said he, they, these he, these. That's what he he took one of those on this thing. It's it's six six hundred milligrams. That was oh my god. He would eat a point sometimes. He said some some of these people would sit there and they pop the whole fucking gum. And uh, if if you want to become uncomfortable watching someone so uncomfortable they can barely talk, find the the Paulie Shore appearance. No, it's and that's a horrible feeling when you. I mean, that's. But the thing with the nano is that it's it's I mean, you can you can always dose up. You know, mm-hmm. you can always dose up. Right. Like me, like last, like the last time we we did one of these, I think I did it like a tablespoon. But I also did a tablespoon like two and a half hours before we went on, on the show. I had food in my stomach, and I weigh 300 fucking pounds. Yes. So there are variables, yeah. you know. If, if, if I was to tell you to, to go drink 14 fucking beers and, and drive home, it'd be irresponsible right. for you. Because right. you fucking should know that fucking you can't drink 14 beers and drive home. Correct. I, on the other hand, of drinking 14 beers, got pulled over, blown into breathalyzer, blown point zero two. It so, helps to be built like fucking Godzilla. I, exactly. And you, and you have metabolism. So, uh, ask Nash. Hashtag Ask Nash. We promise you access to Kevin Nash. Kevin doesn't deal with just anybody. Okay, so this is the place to get to him. Our live audience, please feel free. Get your questions ready. Christopher Bodley says, Kev, would you ever consider investing in the city of Detroit? There's some major opportunity there to give back while making a nice profit. Now, what kind of, what would that mean? Like some kind of real estate? Uh, I, have, I have some stuff up there. I mean, oh, okay. I, I'm involved with, the, uh, with Hyman Cannabis. Which is a that's a Detroit company, Michigan Michigan company. Um, I, 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 a much more indirect way, I think that would that would be. I don't. I think he means like literally in the in the city of Detroit, uh, maybe well, refurbishing my, some they're, they're buildings. Smoking, they're smoking my they're smoking my weed in, in Detroit. I promise you that. I went to <laughs> I went to I went to ten dispensaries all within the Metro Detroit and in, in Detroit and they got my shit right there. And On no other show can you say to somebody, <laughs> would you consider investing in your home city of Detroit, who's undergone a, a terrible plight? And he goes, 
My fucking weed is smoked on every corner in that fucking city. What are you talking about? I'm going hey, to the man. pay window. Hey, you know what? When I was a young kid, I I, 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 I did my own comic book. Well, I did a, a couple of issues of my own comic book. I always wanted to have my own comic book, and I always wanted to have my own strain of weed. So, Two dreams come true. That's it. And last night I had a dream. I was I I did I did a movie uh with Matt Damon and I got an Academy Award for uh supporting supporting uh actor. <laughs> what was the part? Do you remember anything about it? I know that I had this long like long curly like I almost looked like stern. Like my hair was kind of sternish but much longer and um it was it was one of the coolest uh dreams I ever had because Every time I'd rap a fucking scene, he'd be like, fucking dude, you're just killing it. <laughs> I mean, Matt Damon is just putting me over left and right. And then out of nowhere, it's like we, we go to the we go to the screening and he's like, he wants he wants to because he's gonna get nominated. He wants us to be like nominated for like both as like lead actors. Like it sounds he like even... you're gonna marry him at the end of the film. Was he calling yeah. you Ben by any chance in the dream? No, no. <clears throat> but then the, the thing was that right at the at, at the end of my dream, I, they told me I was going to be on the Kemmel show, but I didn't get on. So that I thought that was kind of weird. But no, it was, it was crazy. It was like it was like I woke up thinking to myself like, "Fuck!" Like me and Dad, like, I'm fucking boys with with Matt Damon. This is great. This would be good for my my acting career at 64. We can put this in the dream analysis. I think it was just because you were anticipating working with me tonight, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Last night. I was kind of filling the Damon Maybe role. I was and You are fucking kill. You're killing it tonight, by the way. I just want to tell you. <laughs> you're, you're fucking I think I'll get, get an award tonight? You're on, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get one together after this. Great. Uh, Jared Finelli, uh, what impact, if any, does or will the writers and SAG strike have on pro wrestling? Does WWE no. discourage talent from joining SAG to prevent his discourage? They don't even fucking recognize it. No, they don't. And, and they, it's not like you can just go, hey, I want to join SAG. It's not like AARP. You don't turn 50 and get to join. I don't know. I think now, nowadays they, that was one of the things with the merger when SAG and AFTER, not to be too uh, geeky here, but when SAG and AFTER merged, one of the things I was against was the ease of uh, of AFTRA, um, th they had a much higher base, uh, membership base than we did. There was some exclusivity to SAG, but I mean, they sold it with, you know, look at how much the pension will go, you know, would increase and all that. So I guess ultimately it was a good move, but I was initially against AFTRA coming over. Uh, what about from the audience? Do we have anyone from the audience with, uh, with any love? Our friend Kevin, uh, Brandon Douglas. Hello, Brandon. Who was the one person you've never wrestled, but wrestled that you wish you could have? Maybe someone from my list earlier. Maybe the Honky Tonk Man. I mean, it's always going to be Andre. Do, but do you think he would have had a good match with Andre? I mean, historically, cool to be in the ring with Andre the Giant. But God, what what would you do? For Fifteen minutes. Sell. I was gonna say, <laughs> take the fucking arm bar, the chin lock, and all that. 
Um, uh, let me think. I wish I'd have had that match with Punk. I never had. I never had got that match with Punk. Right. You know. I wish I'd have, I, I, I could have had that. Um. You know what? I, I I've been blessed, man. I I went out for eight or nine years of my life and was was across from a Hall of Famer almost every night. So, you know, I don't have too many. Yeah. I guess maybe Matt Damon. Maybe wrestle. Oh, yeah, you could wrestle, wrestle Matt Damon. I, I see like a chain wrestling yeah. match, like good, like Matt wrestling. Yeah. No pun intended. Um, let's see. Too hard and fierce. Did you ever work Terry Gordy? No. Good name. Hayes. Any of the Freebirds? Uh, maybe Michael. Michael. Maybe uh, the tag the, or something. Uh, would you ever have wrestled Abby before? The uh, I was scheduled to wrestle in some kind of Halloween Havoc thing. Abby was supposed to be one-man gang, uh, Diamond Stud, Oz, and then I got pulled to wrestle somebody else. It is a main event lineup, huh? Yeah. So you never did Abby? No. Would Would you have gigged for Abby? Yeah. Okay. Um, Cav Manning, gentlemen, always a good time to talk cock. Kevin, was there anyone known for being a pecker checker in the locker room that all the boys kind of knew would sneak a peek? And was anyone ever called out when you caught someone's eyes dart down quickly? No. No one had the rep? Nope. And I mean, on top of all that, man, I'm just... You know, I, I grew up in the in that in in a, a world where there weren't fucking dividers between each urinal, and you know, when men were men, locker rooms. You know, yeah, I've been in the locker rooms my whole life. I've been an athlete my whole life. It's like, who cares? Yeah, you know, and, and on top of that, I I was I was also in the uh, the cup era when you wore cups. We talked shit, about that, right? What happened shit to was the all, cup? All, all matted and fucked up anyway. So it wasn't yeah. like you were, you were coming in with any kind of, and there was no manscaping back then. No, I mean, no attention paid to such no. things in the cup. And then the, 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 you know, the, the outer rim of the cup was like a, a rubber. Yeah. Uh, or, or foam, like a hard foam, but, the, the pressure we, against you—it did nothing to alleviate the. Uh, no, we had a we had a cheerleader that wasn't the the she was hotter than fuck, but she wasn't the the brightest thing on earth, and they they were practicing uh, while we were doing two days in football, mm-hmm. and um, we were giving her a ride home, and she was like she she was like you know, this is back even when you know like that was you know eat a salt tablet and. Drinking, uh, you know, drinking water was a sign of weakness, and she was just dehydrated. And she was like, and, and my buddy uh, had his jock strap with his cup in it, and he told her you needed to breathe as like an oxygen no gimmick. Fucking way, and she it looks the, like she, a mask. Yeah, on. and she put the gimmick on. And I was just, she was in the back seat, and I was just fucking. I had to hold my dick to not piss. I was laughing so hard. Tremendous. Uh, Mungo, I just saw a clip from an old Nitro with Kev coming down the ramp drinking a beer 
He gets to the ring, flips off Goldberg, gives him a fuck you, and jackknifes him. Then jackknifes Steiner, stares down Booker, grabs a beer, and leaves. Give us the story. No idea. <laughs> it's an interesting segment. Monday. Monday, right? <laughs> must, have, must have heard fucking train kept rolling as I was as my music was playing in my head and said, I'll keep this going. All right. We should, wish wish we knew Mongo, but it was just that time, man. Yeah. WCW years. Uh let's get I guess that was my here. way of taking off the fucking uh AEW thing off the microphone. I just, I came down with a beer. You didn't do that off. I, I never remember seeing that. So that might have been the only time. All right, what do we have in the audience? We ha- I know we have a few more. Um, hard and fierce, cleaner food, Waffle House or Denny's? Excellent question. You can eat clean at Waffle House. You just—it's getting harder because, like, it's almost like Waffle House. Like today, like the guy—they they don't do poached eggs anymore. So that so that now you're 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 getting some kind of low like I'm gonna say Denny's I'm gonna say Denny's because you know Waffle House they they fucking piss and moan if you get egg whites mm. like what good are egg whites if you put oil in the bottom of the pan to start the the scramble Well, that's the thing is that they- you know it's like that low melt shit they use it's it's like fuck like I, I ate there today it was it was. I think that's why I feel so fucking bad today. I ate fucking Waffle House. Yeah. I'll probably have explosive diarrhea tonight. Even if you order like the egg whites, that's not necessarily a cue at these places to it the It used to be, though. It, I mean, you yeah. used to tell the guy, can I get egg whites? Could you use the waffles fucking spray on the pan? Because mm. that was like, it was like almost like, you know, Pam. And right. then they would, you know, then you get. <clears throat> Uh, chicken, you get grilled chicken, have them rinse the chicken before they grill it so you get all that fucking salt and shit that's marinated in those package. Mm. And then you get ice, you just have them steam your hash browns. So you put the hash browns on the on the gimmick, put a, a half a cup of ice on top of it, and they steam them with a, with a lid. And that used to be no problem. Mm-hmm. No problem whatsoever for for them to do that. Well, it's, uh, I didn't think but, that that would have been a. But you yeah. see, you have to ask for all that. You're saying, right? You well, I mean, yeah, the, but that's. I mean, to eat, to eat clean anywhere, yeah. you've got to ask. But a lot of places up here very very conscious of that, so I feel like it'd be a little easier up here. Ryan Chenoweth asks any longest yard stories with Stone Cold or any of the other cast. I, I I've told this a, a ton of times, but like everybody, you know, went down every night and drank. At this, we basically took over this lodge in uh, Santa Fe, and Steve and I would go to the liquor store and go upstairs and mix our own drinks and come down and hang out oh, instead right. of paying, you know, <laughs> eleven eleven bucks a fucking tick. Because I I think our our per diem was seventy five bucks. And Steve and I said when we got, because Steve and I have always, like, enjoyed being cheap. And it was like, we're not spending. We used to be not on the call sheet, get up together, drive in, and 
get eat. like go eat breakfast and then drive back to the thing and then go out and have lunch and then go to the gym and then <laughs> go catch dinner. I mean, it was like we we need to like fuck it, man. And it was, I mean, anyone that was on that longest yard, man, it was like a, it, the the food was like a, a a training camp. I mean, you get up in the, in the morning and have egg whites and prime rib. I mean, it's like wow. Yeah, it was. It, it was How long were we out there for that? We we're in Santa Fe, maybe. 40, 45 days, and then we were in L.A. for, like, another 60. Wow. Like, 100 days? Yeah, I take, because when you shoot football. It was the longest shoot. Well, I mean, you think about it, though. So you've got your crowd, and you, they're all extras. So they're coming in, and you, 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 you're lucky if you get 7,000 people in, a, in an area. You know, to hold, so you're giving away TVs and everything you can, and any anything you shoot this way, you got to turn around and move all that equipment on the other side, all those people, and shoot it the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're doing that on everything. Yeah. So I mean, and we used all the uh, all the tricks of the trade that the at the NFL films had at the time. We had NFL film guys working. With the wires and everything else, you know, <clears throat> how to shoot the action? Yeah, yeah. To, and she, you know, and, and there's some good. I mean, yeah, there's some 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 excellent camera work in, in that, uh, as far as action and, and slow mo and that. Like, I remember that one catch that Michael Irwin makes. That's just unbelievable. A fingertip catch and yeah, so excellent. Uh, Gary King, love the show. Gets me through Toronto traffic. What are your thoughts on the Raptors' new coat? I don't even know who they got. Okay, I don't either. It's too early. It's too early. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited that the that that, that the that the big kid's going to get drafted. Uh, go down to San Antonio. I'm looking forward to watching him play. Okay. Anything from the audience to wrap up? We have a couple more. Uh, too hard and too fierce. Nash, is it helpful? When fans share condolences, or does it feel kind of hollow? Interesting. Oh, I, I think because I type, I talk about it. You know, like I, I bring it up, and it, and it seems that you know, I, we, I don't know if we were on the air when we talked about this earlier, but I think that one of the things is, is, um, I think people like to know. This isn't like I think one of the one of the things that, about this show is uh, we're real, yeah. You know, and I just I, I it's very hard for me. It's, I, I my energy levels are very low because I like I said I I just had my son's birthday on the twelfth and I turn around and had Father's Day on Sunday, so it's just like I'm I'm very spiraled right now. I mean I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just you know. I'm not gonna, you know, off myself. Uh, make sure I have my seatbelt on, but I'm just, you know, I went and had my blood work done today. You know, I, I'm doing everything uh, because I don't want to leave my wife, you know, high and dry. But at the same time, it's just, man, it's it's fucking hard. It's hard. It's hard to find a reason 
you know, with especially with this with this strike looming, there's no Hollywood work. There's no, you know, I've got to. I'm gonna have to. I, I, I talk to my. Uh, I text my uh, personal appearance guy Gilbert last night with prime time and told him I said I'm gonna probably have to. You know, I'm gonna have to get out and do some shows because. You know, it's, it's just hard. It, it's it's hard to Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. you know, down the stairs every morning with, you know, and just walk by my kids, Martin, and, you know, walk by where he sat, you know, sat and, you know, at, at the piano and worked out songs. And it's just hard. It's very, very difficult. And so it's just. The work helps. Well, yeah, just you know, and and, and I'm, I told I told my wife, I said, man, if I get a, a decent gig at some time, you know, maybe some place you want to go to, I said, well, you can go, you know, I can I can sit down there and do my work for four or five hours, we can go have dinner, and mm-hmm, we can sure. hang out and fuck you know fuck around and some others, you know, yeah, that'd be good actually, maybe she'll take you up on that except um, for the dog yeah the dog's the only problem do you have a sitter that that well, my grant my mother-in-law okay hmm. that's what mother-in-laws are for for Christ's sake. yeah but it's it's he's a he's a very attached you know little dog mm-hmm. so wwe execw says i come to philly i'd love to meet you at a signing i can't even remember the last time i've been to philly for a signing uh, what do we got? Anybody else? Steve-O? Anybody Please else come to... to L.A. She said no. You come home to me. The Harry Chapin rendition of Taxi still remains my favorite. I rushed date. through it. I've got to... Oh, it's, I seem to remember you taking plenty of time. No, I rushed through it. I, I was trying to get... I didn't... It was a Harry's commercial, and the trigger was a, how are you, Harry? She said, how are you, Sue? You were off the the Too many miles and the two little smiles, I still remember you. You said she was going to be an actress, and I was going to learn to fly. She took off to find the footlights. I took off to find the sky. And there she's acting happy inside her handsome home. And me, I'm driving in my taxi, taking tips and getting stoned. I go flying so high when I'm stoned. Then falsetto. Baby, so you're stepping all over T. This is usually when we play T's song. And, uh, uh, and I can't touch that. Sophia, so. Click this is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast Heat, producer Steve Kaufman, graphics by Dominic D'Angelo, creative by Tristan Nash, Kevin Ash, Sean Oliver, title sequence and audio edit by Wesley Burleson, theme song by Dale Oliver, technical research by Tristan Nash, copyright 2023, Butch and Sundance Media. Kev, if you want to do another one, it's going to be our 52nd. It's 52. So this is our one-year anniversary, honey. Uh, they said it wouldn't last. Mm. We've been fucking around for about 20 years, though. 
Yeah. We only made it real a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.